Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be asking what in the world is going on with the help of special guest Tim Fowler and Steve Wheeler. Alongside Tim Fowler, I am your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone out there, Tim Fowler here and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. So keep the ideas coming in. I've got some great feedback from folks uh, and we're gonna be working to get their ideas on the air. Uh, but like I said, just keep them coming in, Tim at remodelersadvantage.com, and I'll get the message. So growth brings challenges, and we've been talking about that just a little bit, but rapid growth just multiplies all the challenges. And what's going on in the fall of 2020 uh, with COVID and then just life, it has brought a lot of challenges to builders, remodelers, professionals in general. So in late August, we recorded a podcast with my wife as the guest that dealt with stress and what we're seeing in the industry. And then in my production manager roundtables that I lead for Remodelers Advantage, I'm starting to see the symptoms of stress just coming out of these people that are in the middle of trying to get projects built, but then experiencing all the stress and the, I don't know, chaos that's going on around us. So I asked Steve, you know, just for us to take a little break from our normal, you know, guest on the air, and that he and I can just talk about some of this and maybe get some information out to everybody that, that may help you control this a little bit. So I want to be really, really clear. I don't think there's anybody, any human beings that are the bad guys here. Uh, I tend to see more of the results of this in the production world. I'm guessing that in the sales world, the impact is going to be very similar, but the examples that I bring up will probably be from the production world because that's where I uh, spend most of my time in terms of, of this industry. And so, I think what's going on is there's just a lot more work. Most everybody's seeing an increase in volume, but there's two things that are being affected by that. One is that more and more work is being crammed into the production pipeline and production hasn't had the chance to really catch up. If you stop and think about this for a minute, at one point in early April, they were going like, who do I lay off? You know, who, who, who goes home, you know? And then almost within a month, it was like, we need five more people to get all this work done. And it just has created this incredible stress in that world. And then I think the other thing that happens is that there's just, I don't even know what the clinical name for it is, but there's this general uh, stress and trauma in the whole world. And people react to that by making decisions that are either too abrupt or maybe in some cases just don't even make sense. 
And so what I've seen and I've heard from a number of production managers, it's just like one of my guys quit the other day, you know, just, just told me he was quitting. That's it. Gone. And then of course, like I said before, you've got life, right? A one production manager said one of his guys got hit by a car on a scooter. Guess what? He's out, you know, but what? The work is still coming in. And so we're going to try to, you know, talk some sense here about this. And I guess what I want to say is my goal is maybe to breathe a little bit of fresh air into what I see as a pretty troubled environment and maybe encourage people to, to grab control, to take control and not let it just run out of control. Uh, And again, take control as much as possible. So Tim, we have, uh, there is extreme stress in bad times and there's extreme stress in good times. And we're seeing a mix of all of this within a concentrated period of six months now going on seven, eight months. Um, And it seems that it's not just work. It's coming from every direction too. Our kids are home, school, they're, you know, every direction just seems to be a, a stressful environment. So we're obviously talking about this for a reason. What are you, what are the symptoms byproducts that you're seeing that, you know, brought this up to talk about? Well, in, in some cases, just talking to uh, very, very successful people in this mid-level management area of production management or project management that are just quitting and or getting close to it and, and, and not really seeing any light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And you can joke about it, but it, the reality is the light they see is a train coming, you know, and, it, and it's just going to run them over. Think, and so there's, there's that aspect of it. And then, like I suggested in the, in the intro, is that some of their best people are just calling it quits. And, and then, so what that leaves them short a person or two, and what tends to happen, and I've seen this in a lot of different cases, what tends to happen is they don't stop and breathe and think, all right, what are some of the possibilities here? They just go like, oh my goodness, now I have to do their job too, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so what we see is they're starting to do somebody else's job as well as their own job. And neither one of them really gets done well. And so these are typically people who are very driven by being good at what they do. And so it's hard for them to, to be successful. And one of the other things that I think is going on is that I think like ownership is stressed in a way that they're doing things that pushes people away from the company and they don't even know they're doing it. And so almost everybody says, I'm gonna take another job for more money, but I'm pretty convinced that it's not always about the money. Why were they looking to start with? Why were they trying to find another position if there wasn't some stress in the company that's kind of pushing some of these long-term, really good people out, things have changed. And so they're reacting poorly to that, I believe. Yeah. And so when people are quitting, are you getting feedback from the people you're talking to on reasons? I mean, is there a a burnout factor or what is, you know, is there a tangible reason? 
you know, it almost everybody says they're going to get, you know, they're going to take another job for more money. Uh, you know, the, the old Godfather phrase, they made me an offer I can't refuse. Yeah. You know, but again, I, I, I think money is the most tangible aspect of employment with somebody, money or benefits. And so that tends to be the thing that we focus on. And so very few people, especially if they've already decided to leave, are going to say, you know what? The owner of this company has made this so stressful that I'm just going to leave. No, almost no one will say that. They've mm-hmm. already walked out the door emotionally. And so, they, so somebody says, well, why are you leaving? They say, I'm just going to get more money someplace else. And, you know, sometimes that's probably the case. But in many cases, I'm, I'm pretty sure in many cases, it's not really that. It's the stress that's being created mm-hmm. in the environment mm-hmm. that, and, and it, it's, it's because it's changed. It used to be a fun place to work. Now it's not. Maybe that's a good way to say it. It used to be fun. Now it's not. Yeah. And there, there is an inability to maybe express that based on the pressure of, of fitting these uh, jobs in it to a certain period. And I, you know, I'll ask, you know, there's a lot of demand. And again, we've gone from a period of uh, earlier this year, March, April, uh, where we were talking about layoffs and furloughs. And now all of a sudden we have this uh, incredible demand. You've also got different factors with uh, supply chain disruption, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. But you have this demand where they're trying to fit things in. Where where do you think the root cause of that is? Is is that from the client? Is that from the owner trying to uh, take advantage of a hot time? I mean, what? Why would people make the decision to do this? even if the wheels aren't tied on tight or the foundation isn't ready for them to go as fast as they are. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of causes and um, some of it I'm sure has to do with the fact that people did lose work at the beginning of this COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. And in some cases it's up to three months, like a quarter of the year's income. And then, uh, when people did say, hey, we want you to you know, build our addition or whatever it is, people, we jumped on that. And we started seeing the possibilities of actually getting back to that uh, perceived volume from the beginning of the year. And so I think business owners and managers who have set budgets, and I, I fully understand the, the, the way this works in terms of budgeting for a company, They've set budgets. Uh, they really want to hit those budgets for the year. And then they're, then they're pushing them through. But to fuss at my production friends a little bit, almost all of us can't say no. And, and I've been in this position where the me boss too. comes to me and says, hey, Tim, can you take on one more job? And, and I go like, sure, I can do that. I'm, I'm Superman, right? Yeah. I'm working too many hours now, or I'm all stressed out now, but sure, why not? And so the combination, like I know most business owners, if they really understood that their people were stretched right to the max, they wouldn't be pushing, but they're trying to hit some goals. And we understand that. And that's important in business. But then the production people, 
you know, we're just take it. We just take it on and we say, okay, I can do this. And then we end up, like I suggested before, not doing it as well because we're just overwhelmed. We're trying to do too many things. Things slip through the cracks. Customer satisfaction suffers. Then what? The client calls the boss and what? Now, now we're pointing fingers at who did what and so forth like that because of the stress. And so I think it's a company-wide uh, challenge that we all, that every company needs to face and, and deal with. And let me just ask this, too, let me say this too. For those of you who are listening that are business owners and managers, please don't go to your production people and say, are you okay? And then let them say, sure, no problem. Right. Because very often we will lie to you. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, nobody wants to be seen as weak. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And so we may tell you everything's good, but we're still struggling behind the scenes. And so you want to be uh, looking for some symptoms, uh, you know, of that as opposed to just asking. Right. So instead of asking for an answer, could you ask for uh, a next step? So you could say, what can we do or what can be done? What do you need? I mean, is there something there? Instead of saying, are you okay and open-ended there, a little more direct, it's kind of hard to unsurface what they're going through or what they need. Yeah, and, and I think there's a lot of other other factors. And and you can go back to the podcast we did on on stress and just, you know, have things change for them. Have they become, you know, are they coming in late or are they missing deadlines or are they, you know, that kind of thing. I think the another thing to ask change. is yeah. how many hours are you working? Yeah. You know? And and some, you know, sometimes we don't ask because we don't want to know. Right. Like how many because like a project manager might never not be in the office at all. And so we don't know if they're starting at five in the morning and working till eight at night and then putting their kids to bed. You know, another thing to do is just ask, like, when was the last time? And, and maybe the restaurant thing is a little bit tricky right now. But just like when was the last time you and your wife went out for dinner? You know, and just. You know, you ask a question like that and they go, man, it's been months. I mean, I've just been you know, I'm, you know, whatever you want to call it to the wall doing work. Right. And I, I'm just not, I don't have the time to do that. Then yeah. you can start seeing, is their personal life being impacted by their professional life? And that's generally where the big challenges can be seen. Yeah. How's it impacting their personal life versus their uh, uh, work life? So in terms of the actual production, uh, you know, you and I talked to, you mentioned decision-making. So we talk a lot on this podcast and I've seen a lot of your training in terms of proper scheduling, proper planning, effective meetings. So are you seeing that thing, can things be skipped? So now, you know, there's certain boxes that aren't being checked in terms of change orders. And then this leads to a whole host of other things. So when you try to cram this in, what, what can happen if you well, are? That, ten, that tends to be the impact of too many jobs, like for a project manager or a lead carpenter, having too many jobs, that tends to be something suffers. And it tends to be the thing that that person likes doing least. So if they've always struggled with change orders and making sure they get done, they're really going to struggle with it 
you know, as, as they get overwhelmed by this work or just stressed out uh, because, because of it. And so what happens in the whole company is sales is moving things, jobs through the sales pre-construction process faster. Again, they'll be missing a few things in there. Yeah. We'll hand it off to production. And as much as I'm a big believer in the team and that if sales misses something, production has to catch it. But if we couple that with now this person's running five jobs instead of three, it's less likely they're going to catch it in the right amount of time. And so the whole chain of events has been, you know, spurred on, so to speak, and people start making more mistakes as a result of that. And Tim, to go back to what you said about production, people having trouble saying no, owners have trouble saying no to work. So if somebody right now gets a call and says, we want to do our guest bath by Thanksgiving, (laughs) how can we, what are we telling clients to get it into 2021 or, you know, to not, because they also don't want to lose potential revenue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. Uh, It's um, business owners and managers and salespeople have to start weighing out the, um, the sanity of their company, Mm -hmm. the, the health of their company with just being just with just saying yes to clients. And so in other words, Maybe, I mean, have we really thought about what would be the impact if we asked a client to wait? You know, for many companies, they have six, eight, 10 months of backlog, yeah. which is pretty obvious that oh, they've I'm said that. Yes. you have to wait, right? Whereas other companies are going like, it can't wait. Now, one of the other things that kind of comes in here is if you run a project manager system with mostly subcontractors. Oh, yeah your tendency is to say, yeah, we can do one more. Whereas with the lead carpenter system, you're kind of locked into one job at a time, although some companies are pushing it, you know, to the two. So that's the first thing. Can a client wait? And then the other question that I would have, and this comes back to that idea of the project production manager jumping in and taking over a job, like when the project manager gets hit by a scoot by a car on a scooter, What's the impact if you go to the client and you say, hey, we had an accident. Your job's going to be shut down for two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that or a week until we can figure out how to manage your job successfully. You know, what would be that impact? Because if you don't stop and think about that, your tendency is, oh, man, we got to keep this job on schedule as opposed to, you know, going to the client and and really uh, working them through this because typically they'll understand. I mean, you didn't plan to have an accident like this, right? No, no. And and so and so I think sometimes we have to be more aware of we we project the client's pain versus the client really needing us to get done by Thanksgiving, as, yeah. as you mentioned. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, this is this is somewhat broad, and we'll target into a number of the things we've talked about. Uh, but I mean, what can companies do? What can production managers do? 
Um, and you can, you know, note handling stress, handling the, the demand, but you know, what are some things we can do? Okay. So I think the big thing is to understand that managing and running a business during relatively easy times is fairly easy. Now, I understand it's a challenge and, and I'm not uh, making light of some of the difficulties that come along, but running the business right now takes a lot more work and attention from the managers to make sure that everybody stays healthy and that the business stays healthy. So a couple of things, just you know, take a breather. I would just encourage everybody to kick back someday for maybe, you know, maybe all day and just evaluate where you are. And I would really encourage you to, to ask the team, you know, give us some feedback on what you're feeling, uh, you know, the pace. And again, don't just take the first answer that comes, but really investigate what's going on. And in some cases, you may want to get somebody from outside the company to come in and do a little evaluation of your team, because quite often they will say to a stranger, you know, mm -hmm. I'm burned out here. Yeah, dude, yeah. And yeah. I can't I can't do one more thing where they won't say it to the boss for whatever reasons. It's, it's just kind of an odd, odd thing that that's part of our psyche. And, and I understand that. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program, and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So I think the second thing then is, I think it's really important that we put a lot of emphasis on creating a great place to work. And, and, and much the same reasoning as what I just went through. When everything's going well, you know, everybody can be happy and you're having fun and you're spending money on this and you're having a party over here and we're able to all get together and have a cookout, that kind of thing. But when things are stressed like this and we can't all get together and slap each other on the back and, and you know, raise a toast to how successful yeah. we've been, yeah, we have to really work to make people feel like, they're part of something special. And, and so, connected. Yeah, connected. I, and I highly recommend this book by uh, Marcus Buckingham called First Break All the Rules. And they list out 12 really important things. And I'm just going to give you a few of them. Being appreciated. You know, somebody has to go out of their way to appreciate the, the team, individuals on the team. And you do have to go out of your way. You can't just kind of wait for it to come to you. One of the things they mentioned is having a friend at work. And again, the, the, the restrictions that we have on getting together has created friendship as a premium yeah, in this yeah. day and age. And so do you have a friend at work is one of those things. Am I learning and growing personally? 
In other words, are we doing something to help people learn for themselves, not more work, not the companies growing, but the individuals growing? And then one of the big ones that's in everybody's mind is, do I have what I need to do my job well? And that goes back to that good information that should be coming out of sales and sales and pre-construction. And if they're not getting good information, they're going to get more stressed and be much, much more uh, frustrated with what uh, they're trying to do. Um, and so it's a, I guess so many different companies are different. We've got larger companies that we work with and smaller companies. Um, and a lot comes from the owner. But I mean, what are just some things we can do on, on both the smaller company to, to encourage the things you just listed? Um, and then for the, for the larger companies, I guess it's, it's kind of a open question there, but um, just, just to double check that people are, are doing okay. Is it bringing someone in? How would you do that? Or just making sure you're having one-on-one conversations in the small team. Sometimes it's more difficult because you're a little more on top of each other. Um, well, if you stop and think about it, Steve, it's very much like doing an interview for someone coming into your business, right? Yeah. So we, everybody listening probably knows you don't ask yes and no questions, right? Yep. Yep. You don't say, can you frame a wall? Because they're going to say yes. So you have to craft, you have to think about the questions that you want to ask somebody and to find out what's really going on. And as I kind of indicated earlier, things like, you know, tell me about the last time you went out, you know, you had yes. a play, play date with your kids, you know, yeah. and then you're going to find out like, are they even spending time with their kids, right? Assuming that they have kids at home. And, and it might be like, hey, I know you're really into uh, building model airplanes. What, what are you working on now? Yeah. Well, by the time I get home from work, dude, I, I don't have any energy to do any of that. Okay. Now we found out something that's, that's going on with that. Person. Even finding that out yeah. that they are in the model employees would be yeah. important. And then you could potentially say, Hey, here's a new model, something proactive along those lines. But yeah. So, the, so the, the key is to learn how to ask questions that, give you the information that you need to make good decisions. And I guess the other thing I'd say is, and again, everybody's swamped, everybody's busy, but business owners of small companies and the mid-level level managers of big companies need to carve out hours of time, not just stop by the job site and say, how are things going? But they need to carve out in their week hours of time that's dedicated to interacting with their employees about how they're feeling and how they're doing. And maybe not hours on one person. Everybody understands that. But if you have, you know, 10 people that work for you, you're going to spend a couple hours a week really uh, interacting with them and following up on things they said. Here's another little tip that, that I have not been good at you know, over the years. And that is when somebody says something that you think is a little, not ha ha funny, but a little bit off, you need to follow up on it right away instead of just going like, oh, they just, they just did this, right? Because there's this proverb, uh, 
that says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. Sometimes people will say things like, man, I'm just so worn out. And you go, well, tell me, no, I'm not really. No, it's not. I just, I just said that. No, they said it. What was inside of them came out and you need to follow up uh, on that. And so that's a, just a, just a couple of things that I can think of that might, you know, that might help get to some of the, the root of these uh, things that are going on. Yeah. I think the other thing, you know, is we talk about get, keeping people on board. And one of the things that my boss used to do when I was a production manager, he'd pop his head. I, I got off every day at 3.30 or 4 or something like that. And 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he'd pop his head in my office and say, why don't you take the rest of the day off? Yeah. Right. Instead of going like, what are you working on? Or have you got that estimate for me? Have you got yeah. this? You know, why don't you take the rest of the day off? And, and so one of the big things that people need now is time off more than they need lots of other things. And so being that manager owner that just goes to somebody who's really been working hard, just, you know, kicking it out of the park for you and saying, hey, you know what? We've got a little break here before your next job. Why don't you take a couple of days off on me, right? Yep. And yep. pay them, even though your company policy is two weeks vacation, right? And, you know, give them some time. And, and you know, I just got to believe that they're going to appreciate that and be willing to commit during some pretty pretty tough times, some stressful yeah. times. I remember getting ready to leave for a vacation years ago when I was still in business and I had not taken a vacation. My family was young for a while. So I was getting ready. I remember the day I was leaving, I was very pent up and my neighbor who, uh, older gentleman, wise gentleman, and he was outside and uh, he's like, hey, aren't you excited? You're going on vacation? I said, yeah, I'm pretty stressed out about leaving work. And, <laughs> and he just said, hey, listen, take a break. Your problems will wait for you. They'll wait <laughs> right. for you when you get back. So they'll all be here and they'll be ready to go, but just make sure you take a break. And I've always held that. And I think it's important that taking the day off the rest of the day off, yeah. your stress will be here when you get back, just take ease up a little bit. Um, and I think with all the people that we managed in, we have extroverts, we have introverts, and we have a level of resiliency with different personalities, people yes. that can handle different levels of things. So it's, I think the open communication is going to help you get to the different levels of who actually is a little more sensitive to stress versus people, listen, certain people can handle a level of others based yep. on experience and, and just a certain mental resiliency. It's just a calloused ability to do it. And yeah. um, so it's, it makes it difficult and, and also important that you're testing everyone uh, with checking in. Yeah. And, and I, that's so important to, to understand, you know, different pe- people are different. And so that's why it takes a lot of work. The thing you want to really watch out for with that though is I've got this project manager, man, he is just nothing seems to bother him. And then I'm leaving. Yeah. Because we didn't pay attention to them because we thought, you know, there's a lot of resiliency there. They've got the ability to, you know, deal with the stress, you know, nothing seems to bother them, all that kind of thing. But 
you know, so pay attention to everybody. It's just everybody needs a little different uh, kind of touch uh, to, to stay connected to the company, but also to know that you as a business owner or a manager understand that this is a tough time. We're, we're under a lot of stress. And, you know, like I said, if this, if COVID wasn't around, if the elections weren't going on, yeah. if, you know, there wasn't a murder, you know, every night of the week, you know, it's just all of that creates this aura of stress that compounds the normal business stress that we all feel. It's a lack of time. escape. Again, it's from every direction. And yeah. needs a targeted escape. And another thing is that people are also, you know, one of our main issues that we've talked about a million times is that people are looking for people to work in the trades. Yeah. So you need a home and an environment that people want to come into. And if they come into a, a circus or, you know, what they view as a chaotic environment, then why would they right. enter that? So one of the things that I think is really important, and we'll kind of wrap things up here, yeah, uh, yeah. Steve, with this, but I think one of the things that's really important is to figure out a healthy workload for a company. And instead of just, instead of saying, you know, we're going to do $5 million worth of work this year, you need to look at it and say, how does $5 million worth of work translate to the number of jobs that are production manager can handle or project managers or lead carpenters? How does that translate? And does it overload them? And if it does, then either we have to get one more project manager on board to do that 5 million, or we've got to scale back to 4.2 million. And so now, I know a lot of business owners are listening to this going like, no way, dude, 800,000, you know, we're not doing that. But the option is we either burn those other people out yeah. or let's let's project, let's look forward and say, and like right now is a perfect time looking for a new year. Like, what are we going to be doing next year? And how many people do we need? Yeah. And understand that it takes two months, three months to find this person that you need and get them on board and, you know, ready to rock and roll with everybody else. And so- there has to be a better understanding of what's our capacity per person. Uh, one of my production managers that's currently an owner, he knows per week for his team how much they're going to be able to produce. And if it looks like they have to produce more than that, he looks for another person to join the team. If we can't find that other person, he says, guess what? those clients have to wait. And so he has control of it instead yeah. of going like, yeah, no problem. We'll take it on. We can do it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then we burn ourselves out. So as we close here, Tim, I mean, that those was kind of fantastic nuggets on the end though, but in, in having talked to people, seeing what certain people are doing, or just if you had one last kind of, uh, lesson of, of the importance of being able to take, take a breath and, and breathe. Uh, what can we leave people? Because, you know, the listeners here, we care about all our listeners. So we want everybody to, um, you know, be able to produce this work and be healthy. Well, let me just use a little illustration. One of the production yeah. managers in our groups, uh, he, 
he basically said he couldn't be part of the meeting and we talked and, and he came in, was part of the meeting and he was, you know, under a lot of pressure. He had a couple of people leave him for various reasons. They had big jobs running, a lot of things going on in the business. And by simply not being on call for about four hours for two days in a row, he was able to breathe. He was able to step back. He was able to make a plan to go talk to the business owner about what was going on because they yeah. hadn't even talked, right? Wow. It, you know, yeah. and so they need, and so just by, and again, this is our production manager roundtable groups, doesn't have to be that, but just by oh. taking the time to step back from the hassle and the, the rigors of the everyday thing, he was able to at least get some sanity again. Yeah. Now, like you said earlier, he still had those jobs to do, right? He yeah. still had yeah. to go back to the, the grind of getting them done, but I'm hoping, and I'll be in touch with him, but I'm hoping that that breather gave him enough room to say, okay, how am I going to handle these in a much more constructive way? So I think that might illustrate a little bit about, you know, how and why it's so critical. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And, um, well, we want to thank all of our listeners. We wish everyone well and everybody we uh, asked to take a breath and take a step back and, <laughs> Uh, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Tim Fowler show. And, you know, maybe more importantly than any other show we've done, uh, we just want you to stop thinking like, oh, it is what it is and take a breath and make it what you want it to be. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.